Hello everybody, welcome back to not another isekai And uh, man, today, man, we got another <laughs> Wouldn't be a week if we didn't have a delayed show uh, Hell's Paradise this week got delayed Very sad about that, because we're, we're nearing the end with that one I feel like we're a little ahead, that, you know, that show aired a little early So we're a little farther along with that one But uh, yeah, thank you it, get uh you know continue that next week but um other than that i feel like we had a good pretty good week of shows this week um yeah i mean i'm gonna say it every time but we i mean we got speaking of delayed shows we got gundam back it was a pretty good episode very very nice continuation of last week um and then pretty much every other episode this week was pretty good i feel like so we're nearing the end um yeah, so let's start with um, the one of the best ones, Vinland Saga, Season 2, Episode 20. Um, yeah, this is uh, very much what we thought it was going to be from last week, right? It's a continuation of the battle. Um, they're kind of at, it's funny because they kind of ended the episode at a, a like, standstill. Um, like, uh, you know, Canute and them kind of retreating, I guess, which not really retreating anywhere because they don't really have <laughs> anywhere to retreat to but um i'm kind of holding back and like i guess allowing kettle and his people to you know to like lick their wounds because um, they're not doing well you know um you know canute and them they were able to hold off thorgal which which is great you know because thorgal he was he was a couple seconds <laughs> just just an extra couple seconds of uh of like sneakiness of, of of stealth would have would have ended canute but canute is uh you know it, that's also a great thing to see because because you know in this moment you know i think we were you know that was a big question where it's like how successful is thorgal going to be you saw him creeping in the ocean um you know what, what what's really going to happen is he going to be able to kill canute is someone going to catch him whatever right but i feel like what happened is was was really rewarding um you know because more so than thorgul like us kind of you know learning about him more and more this season um you know us seeing the aged and like you know king canute right um you know knowing where he was in the first season how he really wasn't fit to rule you know he had he had some good ideas but like he definitely wasn't a leader um and to see him now, um, you know, make make those like those monstrous decisions. Um, but then on top of that, and not only his mind, uh, you know, he, he he had the reflexes quick enough, and it could have just been because his body was like, "You're going to die." <laughs> um, but you know, he had the reflexes to to block Thorgal, which is more than you could say about even you know his 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 soldiers that were at his side that were supposed to be guarding him. So. Um, Still crazy on Thorgal's end, like, he, he snapped the sword in just two swipes, which was insane. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that scene in itself, I think, definitely made you fear Thorgal more and more. I mean, you know, we saw him slaughter a bunch of people back at Canute's camp or whatever, but, um, you know, this this right here, if, if they had an army of Thorgals, you know, Canute wouldn't stand a chance. Um but yeah, yeah, that was, I mean, that was really the big moment of the, of the show. Um, 
you know, I mean, aside from that, really the only other thing was, was Arnhide, you know, um, not, not really too much, like, quantity, um, you know, really happened this episode. It was really that, that little battle. The first half and the second half was uh, Arnhide dying, unfortunately, um, which is big, you know, that, that definitely flipped a switch in both Thorfinn and Einar, right? Because Arnhide knew she was dying. She died you know, peacefully, I guess, as, as, as peaceful as you can die with your body broken, <laughs> um, you know, it was, it was, it was very, very beautiful in a way, right, um, with her kind of having these visions of her family, all that stuff, but, um, but yeah, very sad to see her go, she was, she was, she was a pretty good character, right, um, She's definitely one of the more like innocent people in the show, just trying to, just trying to be good, you know. Um, but unfortunately, her death is now used as a as a catalyst for both Thorfinn and Einar. Einar, we already know, right? Like Einar, as soon as you know Kettle came strolling in on the back of Snake, you know he was he, he was fully ready to just just. <laughs> Just, just murder him, you know, to, you know, to put it lightly. Um, Thorfinn was able to stop him, which I think was huge. You know, he did, he, he did use violence to stop Einar, which I think is big, even though it is just a punch. He didn't like kill Einar or anything. Um, that in itself, I think, is showing. You know, this whole season, you know, I feel like we've been wondering if Thorfinn is going to. You know, like, who is Thorfinn actually, right? Like, because the whole first season we saw Warrior Thorfinn, we saw him being the, like, the, like devil of the battlefield, right? And now this season, he's, he's kind of defeated, you know, to a sense that I feel like frustrates Vinland Saga fans. Um, you know, you know, just as like, hey, we want, you know, we want Thorfinn to be crazy again. Um, but if you really like Thorfinn, I'm sure you'd want him to be happy. Um, being a slave, probably not happy, but him not killing people, I think is probably at like, you know, the, the most at peace that his character could possibly be at. So now we're getting to a point where at the very end, it seems that Thorfinn is going to confront Canute. Now, I don't really know what that means. I mean, I guess we, we don't in general, right? Um, you know, I don't know if that means he's going to try to kill Canute. I mean, he did say that <clears throat> that the battle is not over, right? Because Kettle's still alive, Canute's still alive. The, the battle rages on, <laughs> you know? Um, so, again, I don't really know what that means. I don't know if he's going to go try to, to kill Canute, or, yeah, yeah, kill Canute, or just confront him. I mean, I imagine Canute still knows who um, who Thorfinn is. I mean, he like, <laughs> they were like at each other's side for quite a while. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see, you know, um, you know, I think that there's, you know, the like season one fans in us really just want something to push Thorfinn over the edge to start killing again. And while I think like visually that would be exciting, um, I don't know that that's 
that's the path that Thorfinn's character is supposed to take. We'll see, though. I mean, again, there's only, what, like four episodes left or so? Um, so, I mean, it's got to end in a big way, right? And him going on a killing spree and him really adding himself to the battle would be huge. We also haven't seen Floki at all really be a factor here. So maybe they will confront. I mean, I don't know that they know that Thorfinn is there. So Thorfinn popping up. I'm really interested to see what Knut's uh, reaction will be, what Floki's reaction will be. So, you know, I think that this episode was was, was pretty cool. You know, again, I don't think a whole lot really happened. Um, the Thorgal stuff, the Arnide stuff. I know, I, you know, I know it was big, but I feel like that kind of stuff doesn't really hit me as hard as other episodes may have. So, um, you know, I feel like these these last few episodes with 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 Thorfinn, the like determination in his eyes. I feel like it's going to be huge. Yeah. So. Uh, next, Hell's Paradise Episode 9. Like I said, it was delayed. Um, I didn't really read into why. I just saw that, yep, it was delayed. <laughs> I was looking for the episode. It wasn't there. So, um, yeah, I think what was the last episode, I wasn't really like a huge fan of. I was like, yeah, some, some cool stuff happened, I guess. But we're waiting. And so with the delay, it's like, ah, kind of sucks. But uh, we'll see. We'll see next week. Next, we got Konosuba, an explosion on this wonderful world, episode 8. Um, yeah, this one very much was like the second half to last episode. They were they were saving Father Zetsa, or Zetsu. Um, yeah, it, it, it turns out he, you know, he was found innocent. Um, not, not as a human. <laughs> as a human, not innocent. I would not want to be near him at all. <laughs> I could not be friends. I I don't know that I could join the like Axis sect and have him be like the man. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't want it. Also, some of the other people that were trying to run against him, or not not run against him, but I guess like replace him. Not not really a fan of those guys either. <laughs> like all of their platforms that they're running on just got worse and worse and worse. And it's like Megumi needs to get out of here. <laughs> this is not a place for her. Uh, but yeah, he was found innocent. So that's big. Um, that, uh, that, that demon girl's back. I don't remember her name. I don't think her name was said in this episode. Um, she's back causing trouble. Uh, they were able to run her off, uh, which is, which is funny. You know, I feel like that's something that Konosuba does a lot where they have a character that's supposed to be super powerful and then they, you know, they kind of offset it with a character that doesn't really seem powerful, but they really are like Father Zetsa where Father Zetsa was like, I'm not dealing with this. And he was just easily blocking all of, you know, all of her, all of her magic and all that. And then the whole entire sect was like, get her out of here, you know. So that's funny to have her kind of as a reoccurring character to come back and want, you know, want uh, Chomsky, right? Trying to get, you know, trying to get the cat. You know, I could, eh, there's a few episodes left. I was going to say I could see her seeing her again, but there's only a few episodes left. We we'll probably won't see her again, honestly. Um release of this season. I don't know if this show is getting a second season. Um, I don't really know that it needs one. But, uh, yeah. They run her off. And then the big ending, uh, you know, kind of two things here. One, uh, Zetsa gives Megumi money to go to Axel, which is big. Um, I don't know if Axel, you know, obviously this is a prequel. So, you know, I feel like we're kind of, you know, Konosuba fans are like, 
can't wait until they until she gets to the town or the village or whatever the city i don't know um you know that her her future companions are um you know i don't really know that that's exactly how the season's gonna end like i said I don't know if there's multiple seasons but um you know is is axel the place i don't i don't really remember uh but her going there that's kind of her her thing to be like, okay you know there's like a you know another town with a lot of uh a lot of adventures and all that so uh you know that that'll be pretty cool to see right um you know maybe it is a town you know maybe we see her a little bit here um you know like uh you know trying to join other other groups and them not like her because of you know her whole her whole thing <laughs> her whole situation with the exposure magic you know um so that'd be cool um, and then also just the moment in itself is is nice right because that's a, you know you know megamine wasn't looking for compensation um but that just gave it to her and was like hey out of you know all the things that you've done for me like you you earn this right um and then the second part is megamine using exposure magic to make a huge bath right she hasn't really used exposure magic all that much recently and so for her to be do, do for her to do something like that that's like helpful so you know something that that that, that lady really wanted was a, a much bigger bath you know trying to make the like um the the biggest bath in the whole world or whatever um was cool you know and then also her to be able to use it in a way that's not um that like someone actually wants it right because <laughs> the whole thing with exposure magic is that you know it's it's very intrusive right <laughs> Um, those were to use it and then be like happy and not be like, oh no, this is not what we wanted, you know, it's great. Um, you know, which is kind of where we go further and further into the main show, which is like why she was able to get accepted and, you know, why she feels accepted. Um, um. Sorry, something weird was going on. Oh my god, what's happening? I don't want this. What is happening? Get out of here. Sorry, there's some weird program or something. Some weird pop-ups I'm getting. Okay. Um, computer's acting up. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like, for her to, uh, you know, for her to feel accepted, right? Because that's, you know, I'm sure we're going to see a little bit of this, this kind of closing out the season. Like I said, especially if this series is only supposed to be one season it's again it's a it's a prequel i don't know how much they're doing i mean they are doing a sequel <laughs> to the actual main show so i imagine that's kind of what they're focusing more on but um you know if if that's the case then i'm sure we'll see a little bit of that in the next couple episodes of like her joining groups and them realizing what she does and they're like oh you're useless and then you know because that is what leads into her being in the main group and then be like, no, you're great, you're awesome. You know, we're all kind of misfits in a way, and so we kind of come together, and 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 we all, you know, we all work together well for the most part. So, uh, next we got my love story with the Almanacoon at level nine 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 episode eight. Um, this one was great, right? A lot of a lot of Runa stuff towards the beginning, and then we got some nice, nice, nice development with Akane and Yamada towards, towards the back half, so, perfect, again, it's leading towards, it's, 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 it's leading to where it's gotta lead to, you know, um, okay, so, we at the very beginning, kind of, kind of foreshadowing a little bit, where Akane is very glad that Yamada noticed that she was there, you know, because you look at Yamada, and it's like, ah, uh, you know, he's not really someone that pays attention necessarily, it was, you know, that's, that's probably a stranger's perception of him, um, and we've also kind of seen it, right, where he's, 
sort of ignorant to, to certain things. So, um, so yeah, she's very happy that she noticed her, um, you know, just like, especially her in general, right? Or, or I guess her specifically, oh, you know, because she noticed him and she's kind of looking like, oh, he's busy. Oh, you don't want to bother him. And then for him to come over and he'd be like, oh, you, you saw me, <laughs> you know, it was, was nice. Um, then we have all the Runa stuff right here. Runa is, uh, She's not feeling too well, but it's like, oh, it's because she was she wasn't eating because she wanted to have all the food here, <laughs> all all the crazy like festival food or whatever. Um, so that was cool, and also like the like visual moments too, where she, where she was very much clinging to Akane. Um, you know, it is a nice, uh, it is a very nice turnaround from the last few episodes, where you know when we first met, she hated her, right? She didn't want to join the guild. She was suspicious of her. She didn't want her near any of her people right she didn't want you know she didn't like change and so now that we fast forward here episode eight where she's like clinging to her and like uh oh, you know like you know she wants her help she wants you know it is sort of like a, a like big sister role that she's never really had obviously she has Ata um and Yamada to an extent right but never really had someone like Akane not only a big sister but also you know we've seen that last episode right where you know where she was like oh, she's a friend, but, but, you know, she's not a friend, like one of my school friends where they would act a certain way towards me, you know, she is sort of like an outsider in that sense. And so the way she acts and the way she, um, she responds to certain things that I do or say is very different. And part of me doesn't like it, but part of me finds it refreshing and sees that, that this is genuine, right? Um, yeah, that's great. Um, and then we get into the real stuff, right? So all the girls are staring at Akane and Yamada. Jealous, obviously. Lot, lots of questions. Um, and then later on, Ata jokes about them dating. And very much flusters Akane. Akane runs away. Um, again, Ata just was saying as a joke. You know, you know, at this point, we haven't seen him. You know, we've seen a few episodes here and there, but... You know, at this point, we know Ata's sort of sense of humor. We know that that'd be something that he kind of would, you know, would tease them about or whatever. So, unfortunately, that that, that kind of struck Akane because of Akane's feelings towards Yamada, right? Um, and I'm sure maybe Ata, you know, I don't know, does does Ata know or at least maybe sense? I mean, he, he does because, remember, he was talking to Runa. Uh, the day that Runa was over there, and Runa was like, oh, look at them, they're kind of getting closer, so maybe he sort of knows, right, um, you know, I feel like it is a lot easier to see from the outside, um, you know, so I'm sure Ata does know, or at least, you know, suspects, right, um, but that really did hit Akane, so Akane ran away, um, Yamada runs after, apologizes, Akane says she's not mad, you know, so we have a nice little reconciliation there. You know, of course, this is because of their feelings for each other, right? Like, Akane knows that she likes him and vice versa. Yamade likes her. Yamada likes her. Um, so it was just kind of like a weird situation for them because Yamada was just playing along with the joke uh, because he could sense that it was joking. Uh, but then he does have his own feelings that he's sort of, you know, uh, contemplating. And then Akane on her side, right? So they're able to talk to each other and then we have a nice moment uh you know you know between them kind of close out the episode where she's like hey what if i went along with it and i said yes um and yamada's like that'd be incredible 
I would, I would, I would be ecstatic or what I don't remember his exact words, but, um, you know, and then he says that she's a prize that he can't reach. And that just kind of hits Akane in a certain way where it's like, oh, this is that because, you know, they both know, uh, sort of how they feel about the other person, but they don't necessarily know how the other person feels about them. Right. That's, that's, that's always the question, right? <laughs> um, so you know, Yamada, especially being Yamada and like, you know, the way he acts and the way he speaks and, you know, especially towards women, um, it's very tough for Akane to get anything off of him, right? Um, so for him to just straight up say something like that, it, it you know, I'm sure it gives her confidence, you know, I'm sure that, you know, she now, uh, you know, sort of has an idea of, of, of how to proceed and be like, okay, cool. He doesn't just see me as like annoying as like clingy or whatever, you know, he, he might see me as, as, uh, you know, in a, 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 a romantic light, um, which is great for her. Right. You know, so I'm sure this is where, again, episode eight, what, like four more episodes, give or take. So the, the, you know, this is where, the snowball is definitely rolling, at least starting to roll at <laughs> at full speed. Where it's like, okay, we're moving now. We have not really a confession. It wasn't it wasn't a confession, but it was a a peek into how Yamada truly feels. You know, at least on the outside, right? Because you know, we as the viewers, we can jump into Yamada's mind and see what he's thinking. Same thing with Akane, but this is really the first thing of like outside knowledge. Um, and so now, now we're just going, uh, next skip and loafer episode eight. Um, this one, man, this one is really trying to be anime the season <laughs> and it's tough. You know, usually anime the season always goes to a sequel, right? Or, or something that's like super highly anticipated, uh, you know, some sort of manga adaptation, right? Like, like Chainsaw Man, right? Like Chainsaw Man is obviously not a sequel, but it is one of the most anticipated adaptations of all time, probably. Um, so, you know, it's, it's tough for a show like this, you know, I'm sure there's Skip and Loafer fans, right? Of the manga or the light novel or whatever this was the source from that are super happy that this got adapted. Um, unless this is original, this is original. This is very, very impressive because original shows normally don't do well. Um, but as an uphill battle, right? Like we've already talked about Vinland Saga, Konosuba, um, you know, we got Demon Slayer, we got, you know, even even Gundam, right? You know, coming off of a pretty hot season one. Um, but skipping Loafer, man, if you kind of push all that to the side, all of your bias towards like the history you have with all the other shows this season, the show's going crazy. Um, we have we have an opening up with Shima apologizing for Ririka showing up. Um, you know, he's like, oh, he's just like a, a friend from the acting stuff or whatever. Um, and so that kind of leads into uh, Shima and Iwakura's, uh, what do we call it? It's not really a date. Just like, I don't know. They're just hanging out, I guess. And Ikashira and now are spying on them, which I thought was really funny. Um, Ikashira, I don't know. 
I mean, here's, here's the thing with me. And, you know, I feel like I've, I've mentioned this before, especially when Nigashira was, uh, was first introduced. Um, stories. Not just anime, obviously. Stories um, love redeeming characters, right? Whether it be the villain turning into like an anti-hero or something, um, you know, you know, or just be an antagonist or just a very annoying character or a character that uh, you know causes some sort of harm or trouble for the main character, right? And a lot of times, the point of that of you know of the redemption arc of the character is to show you know is to boost the main character say oh look at this the main character has these specific qualities of a main character to to even um you know uh drill reason into a character like this right so it's you know you know a lot of times it's you know it's not even to show oh all this character changed it's more so to show hey the main character can change others right and so i feel like that's kind of the route that the show is going where it's like i don't particularly like igashira right but i feel like her redemption is just like oh look at igashira all the stuff that she has to go through blah 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 right you know it's more so to show oh look at iwakura and her effect on you know on these other people right she has a friend group of very different individuals and she's able to bring them together and like she is the glue right and so i feel like that's where they're going with this and i feel like at the end of the day i don't want igashira's character to be redeemed um i just don't need it <laughs> you know you know i feel like there there are other characters other shows uh that i feel the same way about where it's like i don't need this character to be redeemed you know like she i don't know man like they're they're explaining it they're starting to peel back the layers of her character. I don't know how deep they're going to go. Again, there's only a few episodes left. But it's like, they're going to explain it in a way where it's like, oh, her parents or what. I mean, they've already kind of explained out, like, you know, she's she has, she's had to work super hard towards this, right? Like, this is not just given to her, right? Which is, which is great, you know? I respect that. But it's like, I don't know. The way she thinks and acts, like, her whole motives are just, like, very surface level. You know, and, you know, I do like the the relationship, at least in this episode, that she had with now, because now is kind of able to break her down, right? Because now is an adult. She's like, I've been through this. I can, you know, you are just in high school or whatever. Like, you are so easy to read, you know? And so I, I, I really like that. But it's just like, what are you spying on them for? Like, what, what does it matter? <laughs> you know, because you know, she's probably upset at the idea of, human being taken right but it's like you spot like even if you have to worry about that so much like obsessively you spying on them isn't going to change the outcome you know like were you planning on intervening if you saw they were they were like gonna they were gonna hug or kiss or something like were you gonna jump in you know because if not there's no point like why <laughs> it's so weird and then now spying on them was eh, a little endearing i guess um you know, because she's just very protective, very concerned for, uh, you know, for Iwakura, especially with her, her perception of who Shima is. And then watching them together, he, she's like, oh, that boy is not, is not at all what I thought he was. And it's great. Um, so, 
and then uh you know uh to to uh display that shima notices iwakura is like burning up right very hot not doing very well sort of sort of getting a little woozy you know it's very hot outside and so he's like hey you know why don't we after this hit the gift shop call the day and she's very sad she's like oh you know because you know in her mind she's like oh man there's you know looking forward to this day i wanted to do i wanted to take full advantage of the day i was having so much fun and then shima says the, the perfect thing he's like well we can just you know we can just come here again and like it's such a little thing to say like oh yeah of course like this place isn't closing down right we can just come back but for him to just say that is like oh like again it just kind of shows his relationship and his attitude towards iwakura um and then even from iwakura's perspective it's like oh he seems you know he wouldn't say that if he also wasn't enjoying himself today. He wouldn't say that if he didn't want to hang out with me. Um, all that stuff, right? So, nice moment. Even just for something small like that. Um, we start we start peeling back the layers in Shima's life. Um, you know, he sees, like, the, the stuffed animal. He wants to give the gift to Iwakura. Wants to abandon it. And then Iwakura's like, no, your brother's going to love it because it came from you. You know, and so even right there again, like the whole thing about the main character affecting other characters right there. That's an example of it. And so, you know, I'm sure at some point we'll get Shima to like fully uh, just like pour his heart out, hopefully, to, you know, to Iwakura about his life. Because right now, again, every episode we're getting a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, so, yeah, that'd be nice. Um, you know, because at the very end we have uh, Ririka. See, this is, okay, this is something I was very upset about, and this is the whole thing where it's like, Iwakura is the main character, but I'm so much more interested in Shima, and it's not a slight against Iwakura, it's just, it's just because of how the character is presented to us, of this, like, super secretive character who just kind of, you know, just kind of strolls through life, um, and we've, we've been learning more and more that, well, that's probably because of his personal life because of his family situation right like the family stuff has been brought up multiple times but hinted at multiple times um so that's why it's it's, a, it's just much more of an interesting character um again you know nothing against Iwakura obviously she's great um you know but even the end right here we have a moment where we see that something happened with Shima and Ririka we see them at like a karaoke place seemingly with maybe maybe some older people i'm not quite sure maybe from like their their like uh their work right like acting modeling whatever um you know something happened there something bad you know bad enough for rubrica to still blame him four years later and for shima to still be apologetic and like still feel guilty about it um i hope soon we learn exactly what that is um because right now there's kind of two ways to look at it right you look at it from 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 Rubrica's perspective and be like oh i wonder what it was if it was something truly awful then i get being mad at shima especially if it truly was shima's fault you know like you know like shima dragged her to this thing and then it turns out that some bad stuff happened you know especially if it was some really bad stuff um but if it's overblown I don't like that Ririka would still blame him for it. And, like, even if it is really bad, 
I don't know. It, it really depends on the situation, right? Because, like, there, there's a part of me that I feel like, um, you know, a lot of watchers, a lot of viewers also feel where we care about Shima. We don't really know who Ririka is. Who cares? <laughs> you know? It's like, you're still, like, being mad at him is one thing, but, like, guilting him and, like, using it to to manipulate him is not is not cool. You know? It's not like, oh she deserves it because again like i don't know it's tough to give like too much of an opinion like too much of a stance on it because we don't know what happened so again you know i'm sure i i hope we'll learn more about that in the future because we can't not <laughs> you know uh next heavenly delusion episode nine um yeah good stuff <laughs> um this one was weird this one we're moving closer though again just a lot of questions a lot of weird stuff happening i, I feel like the show's gonna end in a way where it's like we're gonna look back and be like i don't know if i liked it <laughs> not that it's a bad show or anything like that it's just there's just so many moving pieces and we're like i don't <laughs> how does this all connect <laughs> you know but um we have aura who's this, uh, you know, this, like, alien thing that only the kids can see, I guess? I don't really know. And they're just, like, cool with it. And then, alien thing hung itself. <laughs> Which isn't funny, but it was just like, oh. <laughs> you know, it was, it was funny in the sense of just, like, like, shocking. <laughs> just like, oh, didn't expect this to happen. And so there's that. And then, um, you know, and then, like, the, the, there's one character who, like, still saw, like, the soul of it. And then she, she was put into, like, the, you know, the, like, crazy, crazy house or something. You know, like, the insane asylum. Was like, oh, she's sick. <laughs> you know, and then back with our main characters, um, that a storyteller who was intentionally trying to hide the logo. Again, we don't know if that was like some ulterior motives or if it was just like he knew that they were going to ask about it and he saw the low so he hit it so he could scam them or something. We don't really know. But then further on, we said that that's, uh, the logo is for an orphanage. And so now, <laughs> now we're assuming that, uh, that the orphanage is either directly or connected to the place that we keep cutting back to with all the kids and the weird alien thing and the weird everything. We're assuming that's what that is. So, I don't know. I mean, that would make sense to me. Isn't that? No, it's not. Never mind. Um, maybe that is heaven. I mean, I don't think we've seen it. I mean, I feel like we, we couldn't have. <laughs> You know, like, if we've cut to that place and any of the adults refer to that place as heaven, then, then you know, you know, we would just be screaming at our screens the whole time. It was just like, this is where they're going to go. I mean, it, you know, it's making a lot more sense now if, if that is, you know, you know, especially with these two stories seemingly not connected. <laughs> you know, for, like, that to be the place and, like, even if that was the place where that doctor is, like, it would all kind of make sense. You know, if that is where the two lines diverge into each other, make a lot of sense. 
that's what um that's that's the main theory i have right now um and then it ends off with a pretty big cliffhanger uh tokyo is pregnant which i think was a foreshadow pretty heavily the past few episodes um with them doing some some adult stuff and the adults being like we never taught them this <laughs> we never taught them the the the, the concept of, of of what this is um so that's big it's like who's the father <laughs> it's like we don't know um that's big so i, was like, I don't know again like it's, it's, it's a weird thing because it's like we know there's confirmation now that the man eaters are humans that died from particular disease and then we've had cutaways to like this weird place um them like growing things and it's like those don't look like humans those kind of look like monsters are they are they like man-eater embryos you know the, the whole disease thing that some of the kids die from is that what this is the weird alien things like even the one kid drawing um you know he's really good at drawing but like you know we've seen a we've seen a couple of those drawings be alive like you know, you know like they're actual like man-eater creatures in real life so it's like it, you know i feel like we are getting closer and closer to like everything connecting in a way that i hope is super satisfying but i i don't know <laughs> we'll see i don't know uh next we got demon slayer swordsmith village arc episode seven um this is yeah just uh not finished i was you know i talked about last episode where i'm like maybe the next episode will be the the like finish to the battle maybe not i don't know definitely not the end um so so tanjiro was not able to cut the head um it was just too tough right just crazy that like, he wasn't able to cut the head and then like uh nezuko's like blood demon art or whatever kind of faded so now his sword isn't even as strong as it was a few seconds ago so now it's like oh man we're in trouble um then there's this new guy that's like six demon he's got he's got these crazy powerful drums <laughs> that he's banging on and you know very uh very similar to the like the first you know one of the first demons one of the first like real demons they faced um you know the one that could bang on the drums and like shift the room shift the perspective of the room that was that, that, was, that was a pretty cool fight um so sort of similar to that but i feel like more powerful because obviously that demon was kind of locked to the building and this demon just like bangs on a drum and some crazy wave of deadly wind <laughs> attacks you um so yeah that was cool um he calls them all awful villains and so from his perspective he's like oh you're you're bullying this tiny little demon that barely fits in the palm of your hand you're you're the bad guys and i love because i feel like in another show another character another situation um the main character like that would hit the main character the main character would be like maybe he's right maybe we all think we're the good guys from our perspective <laughs> the bad guys don't think they're bad you know i feel like another show another character would have you know would have maybe struggled with that idea a little bit more um not tanjiro though <laughs> tanjiro immediately is like what are you talking about you guys have harassed and killed multiple people multiple innocents in this village for doing nothing they're just chilling living their life and you come here and murder them what do you mean <laughs> i'm killing you guys because you guys are murderers <laughs> the, the people i've killed are murderers the people you've killed just 
civilians chilling, you know? We are not we are not the same. <laughs> this is not this is not a a, a perspective issue. <laughs> so I you know I like that Tanjiro shot that down immediately and was like, No, you're wrong. <laughs> we no, you're not gonna play your weird mind games with me. You guys are the bad people. Um And then uh we cut to Muichiro and uh the, the like ghost of Tanjiro. <laughs> is able to help him escape. Um, you know, just kind of like instill certain things in him. Um, you know, also uh, makes him realize that Tanjiro reminds him of his of his father. Um, so that all kind of comes together in his mind and his heart. And he's able to use a, you know, certain breathing style and cut out of the water pot. Um, and now he's free. So... Now I hope for, you know, now I really hope that we're going to get Mui Chiro just going off. And again, where's Mitsuri? Where is she at? <laughs> I want her, listen man, I don't know how many episodes this is. I don't know if this is only one, one core. We're doing two. I don't remember. I, I, I don't know. Is that confirmed? I don't know. All I'm saying though, man, is that we need, we know these characters come together, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. You know, again, we're, you know, we're getting more and more little connections to Tanjiro, um, you know, the whole thing where he's like, oh, you, you and my dad have the same eyes or something, I don't know, um, so that was cool, and, uh, so yeah, kind of jumping real quick back to Tanjiro, I don't know how he's gonna get out of this one, he's, uh, pretty hurt, <laughs> Genya, Genya's healed, like, I, I don't know what Genya is, is Genya also, like, part demon, and I just don't remember that, is that a thing, because he's, like, the holes in his body are gone, <laughs> right? That was going on, um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't really know what he's gonna do now. I mean, even with all the other demons dead, or you know, temporarily, I suppose, um, he you know he couldn't cut the one the one head. So it's like I don't know what he's gonna do now. He has to like unlock some like new, <laughs> some new like sword breathing style or something. Um, and then now with, you know, with the sixth demon here, he's like, he's breathing down his neck. I don't know how he's going to do that. You know, again, will, will him, Nezuko, and Genya be enough? Or will he have to wait for, uh, you know, Muichiro or Mitsuri? You know, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I was wrong. You know, I was, uh, you know, the last couple episodes I would say, oh, Mitsuri's going to join up with Muichiro. And then they're just going to, uh, they're going to destroy that uh, that like pot art demon. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Mitsuri actually joins up with Tanjiro. That'd be pretty cool. So we'll see. Uh, next we got Mobile Suit Gundam Merch for Mercury season two episode six. Um, yeah, we're back. You know this this episode was delayed. So very happy to see this because, like I said last week, you can't. <laughs> Really, they really did that to us. They, they really had definitely the craziest episode of the season. One of the craziest episodes of this whole show drop with episode five. And then they're going to delay episode six. Come on. You're crazy. Wild. Um, but I feel like this episode was was definitely worth it. You know, as much as it could be worth it. Obviously, I would have loved to see the episode last week. Um, but...
I liked how this episode opened up with Sueta clearly hurting, right? Like she's she's doing great on the outside, you know, she's she's killing it with her studies. She's uh, you know, she's getting better with actually learning how to pilot something that's not just aerial, right? You know, you're just like passing those those exams. Um she's eating, <laughs> which is good, you know, I feel like on the side of depression, I feel like it's better to be depressed and eat and depressed and not eat. So I guess her eating is good. Um, but I mean, everyone around here is like, this is not right. You know, like you can't, her, her whole life was ripped from her. her. Her whole life was taken from her, right? Where like these secrets that she never knew about that are kind of, you know, tough stuff there, tough stuff with her mom, you know? like her possibly being used right um ariel being taken from her Mirene, you know uh betraying her you know at least from her perspective right um yeah she's 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 nothing again you know like she never really had a problem with that you know i'm sure she would have i mean that's kind of how she started right but it's like you know, and then for her to be like, oh, no, it's my fault. It's my fault. You know, I'm, I'm the one who broke the promise, you know, uh, whatever. Right. It's just like. No, that's so wrong. <laughs> Miurene clearly betrayed you. And again, we've we've seen Miurene's perspective, you know, so we know that she does love Suleta, you know, not quite confirmed in like necessarily a romantic way, but definitely in a way where she she cares for her right and so we know that from Mirena's perspective she's doing this for Suleta's own good you know so that Suleta can have a real life and not be caught up in all of this but Suleta doesn't know that <laughs> so from her perspective she should not be blaming herself like Mirena is the one who turned everything like you would have easily beat Ghoul and not because Ghoul is a bad dueler bad at dueling but because one he's rusty and two you have ariel like you would have destroyed that you were destroying this man you know so that's just crazy um we cut to me Rene, and ghoul's thing or whatever uh they apparently have a gundam that was being developed way before me Rene ever entered the the whole uh the the, the company um, you know, so they're going to use that. Apparently they're going to go to Earth, uh, with Ariel and, and stop the riots. You know, that's how they're going to try to get some history, um, and, uh, try to win, you know, try to be the new president or whatever. Right. Um, you know, cause, uh, Shadik is running away with this. You know, he is, he has a lot more support, a lot more votes. Um, or a lot more like potential votes and backers or whatever. Um, so Mirena has to do something to like show like, hey, I'm in this. Here's what we're doing. Here's why we're the ones. Um, so she's gonna do that, and that's that's gonna be very dangerous. Um, even with Ariel, you know, I don't know. You know, they are bringing some people to first and protection, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Earth. But Earth has a lot of reason to be doing what they're doing. And so, you know, Mirena being hurt 
because of that. I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> um, and then some huge stuff at the end with Suleta. Um, we have Children of the Coven, which I guess is, you know, us, at least Suleta, finally being keyed in on who she is and all that. So from what I understand, this is a little different from what I feel like I thought <laughs> um, I learned last episode or episode before or whatever. Um, is that it still doesn't completely make sense to me but Zuleta I guess is is a part of Ariel so like because I thought okay <laughs> so here's what I thought before right you can last episode episode before you know you can confirm that you know you know these were my thoughts um i thought that some of my eye um i thought that suleta was suleta and airy was like another character like one of like airy was was like sort of sibling that died or whatever at, you know, you know, as a child, or, you know, maybe was born before Suleta and died, right? And so then the mom, in a, in a wild state of grief <laughs> and duty, I guess, took, like, the DNA or something from Aerie and, like, infused it into a Gundam, basically. And so that's why Suleta works so well, because they're like, they're siblings, basically. Now, <laughs> now I'm getting the idea that Children of the Coven, right? That like, they're all like clones of each other. And Prospera has like tried this multiple times, maybe. And they've all died in one way or another in the past. And Ariel is like the main body almost. And so, you know, you know, they said like soon Ariel is going to be able to move without a pilot. You know, Ariel is not going to need Suleta to pilot it, you know, because their, their whole connection, it works, right? Um, when, when Suleta uh, pilots... Ariel so that this somehow isn't you know doesn't die you know if Ariel somehow for some reason does not kill so that through through the process of piloting a Gundam which is unheard of it's just it's just still a little fuzzy for me I'm sure we'll learn a little more as the episodes go on um, but that's that's kind of what I understand and so then even Aerie you know says that you know so that this shouldn't cling to it to Ariel or the mom anymore um, because it is like destroying her almost, right? Um, even if not physically, just like the whole situation is not good for her and she should. So like they are getting, you know, you know, and I do, uh, write this last note where everything she loves has been ripped from her for her own good. Um, you know, I feel like that is where the show has placed itself, you know, Mirene, the mom, and now Ariel are all doing things for Soleta's own good, trying to not get her caught up in everything. Um, she's good. 
She's a good person. She deserves her own life. She deserves to do what she wants to do. She deserves to be happy. Um, unfortunately, from Soleta's perspective, she doesn't see any of that because it's, it'd be impossible. Because, because no one has explained this to her. <laughs> no one has sat down with her and been like, you want the truth? Here's why I've done what I've done. Whether it be me, Rene, the mom, Ariel. Ariel's probably been the most upfront with her, but still not really saying everything plainly, you know? And so, like, from someone's perspective, it's like, everyone, everything I've loved <laughs> has abandoned me. You know, she still has her friends who very much love her, very much care for her, right? You know, we, you know, uh, we love the, the redemption arc of, um, of Choo Choo, right? Of starting off as this one that like hates um, Suleta because she's a Spatian. Um, going to now where she's like rooting for her and is like, no, 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 this is what you gotta do. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna pick yourself up. You're gonna go to me, Arena, and you're gonna tell her all of her, all your thoughts and feelings, and you're gonna confront this. And I'm like, yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know where Suleta's character goes from here because. Like I said, those three things have distanced themselves from her. And, like, there's no real explanation. Like, <laughs> again, even the clearest information that's been given to her from Aerie still doesn't really explain everything. Like, she's still kind of in this space of, like, but, like, you're you're, you're leaving? Like, I'm, I can't pilot you ever again? Like, <sighs> it's just so unfortunate. <laughs> You know, because Sultan's just trying to do her best, you know? She's just trying to be out here, do her best, and it's just not working. So I don't really know where character goes from here. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would like to say, I would like to think that at some point she's going to re-enter everything and be like, no, it's actually best for her to be involved in everything. You know, the whole like, main character syndrome, right? Um, but I don't know. Uh, next, we got Somniacs After School, Episode 7. Um, kind of some scary stuff this episode. Um, some stuff that made me uh, reminiscent of some other shows and movies that I've watched. And like I'm like, oh no, they're not going this route, are they? And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, yeah, so most of this episode is just, you know, them handing out flyers, them trying to get everyone pumped, ready, you know, knowledgeable of their meteor shower party. It's kind of what we're gearing up to. I don't know if that's going to be like the season finale or if it's not. I, I don't know. If it is, still a lot of episodes to go <laughs> just to be the season finale. But uh, that's cool. We see all them hanging out, working together. That's that's nice. Um Nakami and Maguri, they almost have a moment at the fireworks. Almost have a moment at the fireworks. Um, which is all what we're hoping for, right? You know, because again, this is one of those shows where it's like, does it have a romance tag? <laughs> are they just going to be best friends? Are they just going to be like really, really close friends? Because I, cause I, would, I would be okay with that, honestly. Um, I mean, I always want to see, you know, if there's, if there's a potential, you know, I want to I wanna see them be together. But... Um, you know, this is a show that I feel like they could explain in a way to be like, no, they're not, they're not romantic. Like, like neither one of them feel 
that much about the other character. It is just like, no, we just we're really good friends. We're really good for each other. We, you know, whatever, right? They could explain it in a way like that. But this moment, I feel like, you know, along with maybe another couple moments, um, I just feel like go a little too far where it's like, oh, no, they they do feel something more for each other, which is nice. Um, you know, but it gets interrupted by the friends. And that's like, ah, oh, man, it always happens. <laughs> Someone always walks in. Um, but then after all that, they have another moment together. It's like, oh, this one's going to be real this time. They faked us out before. And now we have this one, which is real. And, um, this is the thing that I wanted to talk about. Well, here, let me, let me do this actually, because this is the thing I want to talk about the most. So let me just finish up everything else first. The only other note that I have for this episode is that they have their their late night radio show, which is cool, right? Like, uh, you know, Nakami uh, kind of introduces this like public broadcasting thing that anyone can broadcast whatever over the radio if you have the code or whatever. So that was cool. And that was a way for them to like talk to each other, um, which is weird because like, do they not have like phones? <laughs> you know, like the phone has the has the phone functionality, but uh I don't know. It's also, it's also a weird thing. It's like, I don't know, maybe that was the point where it's like, oh, we don't know. They're still listening. I don't know. It was, it was weird. Um, I don't know. Was was that explained at all? <laughs> like why they were doing that and not just calling each other? <laughs> um, anyway. But it was, I mean, it was it was nice, right? They were talking to each other, sort of, and um, learning more about each other a little bit, and then they fell asleep, and it was, oh, it was peaceful or whatever. Um, so that was cool. But what I wanted to talk about was this moment. They had the nice moment, round two, right? And Marguerite talks about how when she was younger, um, obviously when she was younger, <laughs> in the past, um, she had like heart problems or something. And so then got fixed, had some sort of, I don't know if it was surgery or if it was just you know, whatever, some, some, uh, treatment, whatever, um, and so, you know, she's been getting her strength back up, she's able to exercise now without worrying, and whatever, right, and for the most part, um, doctors are like, you're good, no more worrying about this, you're, you're good, but she does say, you know, she does still have fears about it, right, like, she does tell Nakami that she's afraid that one day she's gonna go to sleep, and her heart's going to stop, and she's just not going to wake up again. It's a fear of hers, you know. We assume, not likely, you know, because again, kind of, kind of the way that she delivers the information, she's like, she is uh, uh, reported, <laughs> examined as healthy. You know, she doesn't have to, it's not something she has to worry about anymore. But, I can totally get like that happening to you and you still having that like that that fear never going away even if it's really small really far in the back of your head i understand it just never uh never disappearing though and so that was was very interesting to me because i've seen i don't want to name anything in particular because that could to you know that couldn't uh unintentionally spoil things for the movie or shows that I would name. So I'm just going to say that I have watched other shows and movies where um, 
the character where it is a, a like romance show and uh one of the characters does have um either they're very upfront about it in the beginning of the show or they kind of discover it later on uh but where the character does have health problems and and the two that i thought of right off the bat one movie and one show um one of the characters died the 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 health uh uh challenged <laughs> uh character dies and that's like a huge moment obviously it's at the very end of the movie and the very end of the show um but it's like it's like crazy right and so you know and then yeah, yeah so well actually <laughs> actually I think about it. the the show I'm thinking of the character dies due to the health problems uh yes right that that one matches the movie I'm thinking of though the character does not die due to their health problems <laughs> it's not funny again it's it's funny in a way of just shocking where it's like wait they didn't die because of their health problems they died because of this what <laughs> Um, so yeah, funny, but not funny. But anyway, so this, again, this may not amount to anything. This may just be, you know, included into the moment to make it more impactful. We may never even hear about this again, but there is a, a you know, a tiny little sliver of me that's like, this isn't where they're going, are they? Where, where Nakami and Maguri are going to have this connection and both being insomniacs and both getting into this, you know, them both being possibly their favorite person in the world uh, you know again this this a like, connection to this other person that isn't even necessarily romantic it's just like they understand each other so much so well um then to reach these highs of highs and then like Marguerite dies because of some you know her like her, like heart condition comes back fiercely like i don't know that that's the type that i don't know if that's the show that they're building up to you but like if it was <laughs> absolutely insane this would be this would be, this would be wild so i don't know again this is there's a wild theory out there you know i'm not i'm not necessarily putting all of my heart into it but um it's gonna be something i'm gonna be thinking about where it's i'm ready I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat where it's like you're not you're not gonna trick me <laughs> if this happens i called it <laughs> um yeah Next we got Oshinoko episode seven. Um, the redemption, for the most part, of Akane. Um, public redemption, obviously privately, no one blamed her for for what she did, um, which again is one of my favorite parts about this situation. I mentioned it last week, where it's like none of the people on the set are like are like you know the, the other actors, actresses, you know, Aqua. Yuki, all all them people are like, oh, she she deserves what she got. Like, no, all of them are like, we care about you. We do not blame you. We want to know that you're okay, you know. And we'll get to that in a second. Actually, we'll get to that right now, because this is where it opens up. <laughs> help, help if I take a look at my notes. Um, they meet up. Yuki slaps. <laughs> slapped Akane for worrying them. Like, runs up to her, slaps her in the face, and is like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Why, why'd you do this to us? We're worried sick about you, you know, all that stuff. 
um, all of the characters run up, all of the actors, actresses, all that, you know, that they run up and, you know, again, this is, this is great. Cause again, in, in, in another show, another story, other characters, that would have been the route they took, right? Where one or more of the actors, actresses would have resented Akane. Oh, she put a bad light on the show. She should just quit. Blah, blah, blah. You know, maybe even Yuki being the one to be like, you know, not, uh, forgiving of her right but for it to be like we're, we're thinking about you were you, were you eating were you sleeping where were you what happened <laughs> you try to jump off the bridge <laughs> you know for them to be like this concerned about her is is so refreshing because i feel like again that that's not normally the route that a show with with, with a scene like that you know would have taken with, with a situation like that would have taken you know they would have let uh that's the word I'm looking for. Leaned into that, right? Um, so that's great, right? Um, so Aqua has this great plan where he's like, I'm going to take some behind-the-scenes footage, and we're going to edit it, and we're going to show the world, the social media, <laughs> which is the world, um, the show from our perspective to show that, hey, this is not like, we're all friends, we're all cool with each other, that moment in particular even like this is what really happened this is what was said between akane and yuki like no one resents anyone akane's cool it's fine and it works the video mostly cleared akane you know obviously you know um you know aqua i think was the one that was kind of doing the voiceover with this and he was just like yeah you know i mean it's, it's never gonna be 100 percent. i mean there's still gonna be some people who don't believe it or um you know, whatever, like, still resent Akane. It's like, oh, no, she's, she's still terrible, whatever, right? Um, it's just them trying to cover it up, you know. But for the most part, the, the, the public perception and opinion on her has shifted to being like, you know what, I kind of like Akane now. Oh, you know, if, if Yuki was able to forgive her, then I can forgive her, you know, all, all that stuff. So it's better. It's definitely a lot better. Um, which is not, I mean, again, it is, you know, it does just go to show how how like wishy-washy <laughs> the internet is where it's like one day you 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 find an account that's telling someone to, to to end their life and then a week later they're they're rooting for them it's like uh, you shouldn't <laughs> i don't know something that uh that uh permanent <laughs> Feel like should not come out of your mouth should not come out of your fingers right like you just don't need to say that but and then um at the very end we have akane researching i to basically become her um you know they had this great plan they're like hey you should you know you put yourself out there too much like for something like this especially a, a reality show where on paper you're not playing a character you know it's not like a movie or something where it's like, oh, you're 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 playing a role, you know. In a reality show, you're supposed to be yourself, but you 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 should still lean into something. You should still put on some sort of character um, to you know to protect yourself. That way, if these comments again, these very extreme comments, but just in general, if you get negative comments, it's like, oh, well, they don't hate me because the me they're seeing isn't actually me, you know. So it's like. It would help. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, same thing with like a character in a movie where it's like, oh, I, I hated this character. It's like, oh, well, they don't hate me. 
they just hate what what this character did in the movie or whatever what this character said in the movie um you know so that's kind of the the energy that they're coming with hey you should you should maybe kind of reinvent yourself a little bit um and so the you know notes 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 you know and then then akane is like i'm i'm gonna become someone that uh that aqua kind of admires and likes i'm gonna become i and so she does some crazy research like like we've already seen it up until this point a little bit but like her for this she has like <laughs> the like classic cork board with all the photos and notes and like and like the you know like pins with strings <laughs> attaching to each other um she's going crazy and so she like you know and then we have the you know the final shot of the episode where she comes in and the cameras start rolling and she, and she turns on her 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 eye character and aqua's like whoa <laughs> that's her <laughs> you know you know even like uh like visually her her eyes have the stars in them you know you know just like aqua and ruby have in one eye but then i had in both eyes eyes um so yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty cool um, so yeah, we'll, you know, we'll see more of that, you know, I'm sure that's kind of where the this sh- this show is going more and more, I mean, it's probably, I don't want to say that, probably for the next couple episodes at least, I would imagine, um, you know, we're gonna be focused on this reality show, I don't know, I mean, there's f- 8, 9, 10, 11, there's 4 episodes left, so, not really too much, I mean, only 4 episodes, you know, so I can, you know, I could see them just kind of, the reality show, arc or whatever you know could just finish out the season um again i did say this at the top but i like to just say this about every show every week um i have read the manga of this if this is your first episode <laughs> i guess um so yeah so i know everything's gonna happen up to a point i'm not i'm not caught up in the manga but i'm definitely way farther than episode 11 of this show um so yeah so never gonna spoil anything though because that's not cool yeah, so I, I imagine, I mean, I'm trying to rack my brain of like four episodes. What would a good cliffhanger be in four episodes? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm sure though. And it, it, it'd be interesting to see how Aqua reacts to this because now it's like, it's like, oh, she's gonna, she's gonna act like I. But then we see that in his, in his eyes where he's like, whoa, it's her. This is crazy, you know. So we'll, we'll kind of see how that, how that dynamic shifts, and even just in general, like the new and improved Akane, you know, what is, you know, what, what kind of effect is that going to have not only on the show, people win the show, but also social media, you know, how, you know, how, how are they going to act, right? Um, also, you know, they do kind of flip-flop back and forth, but I like to see more of Ruby and, uh, you know, her, uh, her, uh, idol group and all that stuff, so, be cool. Lastly, we got Ruby, or Ruby, <laughs> Kubo won't let me be invisible. Episode eight, um, yeah, good episode. So this one, um, again, lots of good moments, right? Like that, you know, that's kind of, that's the type of show that that Kubo is, where it's just like slice of lifey. Here's just some some nice moments. So, um, big one, we had Seita and Saki meet. So you know, it's funny because they are like they they are the younger siblings of the two main characters who have a relationship. Um, so that meeting was, you know, was very wholesome, very nice. Um, you know, Seita gave Saki his, his favorite, um, his favorite rock. <laughs> it's like, oh, awesome. You know, so that was, again, very wholesome. <laughs> um, Akina, 
is such a schemer. <laughs> I love Akina, you know, Akina's character because we see where, you know, Saki, but especially Kubo, uh, you know, Nagi, uh, Nagisa, yeah, Nagi is like the, the nickname. Nagisa is her first name. Nagisa Kubo gets it from. It's, it's freaking Akina. I mean, again, we we haven't seen the parents or anything, but it's it's, it's Akina. Look, look at Akina. Akina <laughs> is the embodiment <laughs> of scheming. You know, just the whole time she's like, oh, looking at this, looking at oh, look at them acting all close and everything. Oh, you're gonna be, you know, you're gonna, uh, I'm gonna be your big sister. <laughs> just like, what are you doing? Um. Um. Later on, Saki helps Kubo cook, because Kubo is terrible at cooking. Um, she tries to cut the onion. She kind of, you know, kind of nicks her finger a little bit. Not cool. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I do like the moment one, because, uh, you know, just, just seeing more Saki is cool. Just seeing how capable she is <laughs> and how incapable Kubo is is, is funny, right? Uh, you know, but then also we see how into it Kubo is and how much effort she puts in, because, you know, because this is for... Um, for Shiraishi, you know, it's very, very clear, right? Because before this, they were planning on, you know, going out and eating or whatever, but just by themselves. Well, not by themselves, but, you know, with Kubo, Saki, and Akina. Now that Shiraishi and Seita are coming along, Kubo wants to cook, you know? You know, because again, again, the whole scheming thing, we cut to the beginning where Akina's like, hey, Kubo, or, or Nagisa, are you going to cook? And she's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not good at it. Whatever. Right. And Saki's like, oh no, I want, I, I want to cook with you or whatever. And she's like, oh, it's not going to happen. And then in the, and in, in the supermarket, when they, they invite them, Shiraishi and Seita to it. And it's like, oh, you're coming. Awesome. We're all going to go together. It's great. And then Akina just kind of, just kind of slips in, you know, she kind of bends, you know, bends down and then, and then whispers into, <laughs> into Kubo's ear said, so, I'm going to ask you one more time. <laughs> Are you going to cook? <laughs> and it's great, you know, because that moment kind of cuts to them cooking, right? And it's, it's such a schemer because it's like, oh, are you sure you don't want to cook? Shiraishi's going to come. You get to cook something for him. So I love it. Um, every character in the show is fantastic. Um, we have, uh, yeah, and then, uh, you know, she specifically wants to cook Hamburg steak because there's there's that one time where uh, where Shirashi said that he, I don't know what he said, was his favorite food? You know, was it like sharing what their favorite foods were? You know, I think, you know, I think Shirashi said Hamburg steak was my favorite. It was something like that. It was either like favorite or like I've never had it or something like that, right? Um, Sounds really cool. Cooks it for him, eats it. Shirashi loves it. And that's like, you can visibly see the relief um, and joy on, on Kubo's face. It's like, oh, he liked it. That's great. <laughs> I made it for him and he liked it. It's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, they, you know, they do get into a little bit of a spat uh, because Akina, very drunk, <laughs> kind of uh, getting getting a little too close to, you know, a little too close to Shiraishi. Um, again, Shiraishi not trying to do anything. <laughs> He's just like, ah, yeah, I don't, I don't, this isn't, <laughs> isn't that a situation, I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> um, you know, so, you know, so Kubo just gets upset and jealous or whatever. But at the very end, they do make up. They all hold hands, quote unquote, where Kubo and Trashy don't hold hands. 
because Seita's in the middle holding their hand, which is very cute. Um, but yeah, so again, a very, a very nice one. Again, a very telling moment, right? Like Kubo wouldn't get jealous like that, you know? She might get upset, but like jealous is where it's like, ah, you're, you're wearing your heart on your sleeve. And Shirashi can't really see it because he's uh, kind of ignorant when it comes to stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so again, just good stuff all around. Again, I love the show. Um, if it if it all wrapped up last season like it was supposed to, probably would have been like top three favorite show for me that season. Um, it's kind of tough to put it anywhere now because it's like half and half. But uh, I just love it. It's just it's just nice. It's just a nice feel good show. Um, yeah. And that is it. Not another isekai this week. Um, again, overall, pretty good episodes. Um, you know, again, we're, we're we're getting to the end, so they're all kind of, you know, they're kind of like building and building and building because we're getting to the end. You know, so they're 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 building to some sort of resolution or some sort of you know resolution plus a cliffhanger. You know, um, so yeah, we're we're wrapping everything up in the next few weeks. Um, very excited for that. Very excited. Uh, yeah, yeah. So let me know what was your uh, favorite show this week, uh, favorite moments, all that good stuff. Uh, what, what ones you're excited for most next week? Make sure to start thinking about next season, because uh, again, it's, it's coming up soon. You know, about like four or five weeks. You know, we'll be in the next season. So, um, yeah, that's it. Until next time, watch my anime.